Hello and welcome to the Executive's Checklist. I'm John Copeland. Thanks for joining me today and listening, tuning in. Today I want to talk to you about something that I'm just going to be real today with you, some things that I debated on how much to say about my personal life and so forth, but I really feel like that I need to use some things in my personal life to help you. But it's real, the title of this one is Don't Let Setbacks Define You. You know, sometimes we have things happen in our lives that at the time seem like the worst things. It's like, this is so bad. Maybe you made a mistake. Uh, maybe a, you know, marriage, fail, divorce, um, lose your job. There's a lot of things that can happen, a death in the family. Uh, there's a lot of things, or somebody that's close to you, a lot of things that can happen in life that is, it seems catastrophic at the time. It's like, how do I recover from this? The worst thing ever. And I just want to encourage you that when those things happen, sometimes, and a lot of times, you look back and you think, that's the best thing that ever happened to me because it changed the course in your life. It caused change in your life that was forced upon you but if you don't dwell on it in the past and you don't let your past define you, but you get positive and you move forward and you learn from it, which is a big key. I mean, if you learn from it, then that's a valuable lesson and you know you grow. If you dwell on it and you let your mistakes take root in you and you have regret, um, you feel like you're a failure. Um, you can never bounce back from this. I mean, the, if you let, if you dwell on that, then it is going to keep you down. It's going to keep you back. It's going to keep you from succeeding in life. And so when something bad happens, you have to stay positive. You have to keep moving forward. You have to learn from it. You have to define who you want to be. Don't let it define you. So I'm going to tell you some history about me. Um, I worked for Kenneth Copeland Ministries for 32 years. I was a CEO for, I think, 25 years. And a uh, good-paying job, you know. Uh, had a great staff, about 400 people in the U.S. and more around the world. Um, it was comfortable. Didn't challenge me, you know. I mean, there was things that came up. But I had a great team. I could be gone for a month and it wouldn't miss a beat, you know, which is great. You got good people around you. You're not stressing all day. But I was in a comfort zone, uh, honestly. I was not being challenged. And I was going through a marriage that was unsustainable. Uh, it's not really important why, but it was just, it got to the place that, you know, we just had to, we got divorced and, uh, you know, it was just the last several years were rough for everybody. And so I was going through that. I was not in a good mental state. This was about 2016. Not about. It was spring of 2016. And struggling emotionally, just down. Um, the, the, the marriage was just a grind on me. It was just... It was just rough on everybody. It was bad, you know. And so I wasn't in a good place emotionally. 
uh, we were separated. And one day I had, I was drinking too much to deal with it. That's how I was coping with it. And so, uh, woke up hung, hung over one morning, went and played golf, drank playing golf, and went up to the club and drank. And then went over to a friend's house, drank some more, went home. And, you know, I decided I'm going out. I'm going to go out. So I left, and I was going to a bar and couldn't find it. Hadn't been there before. I just heard about it. I'm driving back and forth, looking at my phone on the map, trying to find it. I get pulled over because the cops basically sat on that bar waiting for people. And, you know, it was about 11 o'clock at night. And uh, get pulled over. Long story short, get a DWI. Um, spent the night in jail, which is very enlightening. And I was enlightened to the fact I never want to do that again. Uber would have been a lot cheaper. Um, but you know, it's like, it's a big deal for me. I was like, I'm, I'm not supposed to drink at all. You know, um, being in the job that I am, it's just, you know, that's just not the right, uh, conduct for somebody as CEO of a large ministry. And so I was worried. I was worried it would hit the press because being who my dad is, they would they would definitely put it in. Fortunately, it never got to the media, so nobody really knew about it, just a few people. And uh, so that, at that time, was a very eye-opening experience for me because I realized that, you know, my kids need a solid father. They need a father that's there for them and, I was not doing a good job of that at the time. I mean, I've always been a good father, but I feel like, I mean, I really tried to be a good father. But um, at that point in my life, I was just so dark inside and down, you know, just depressed, really. And so that opened my eyes to I was drinking and drinking too much. And so I changed my what I was doing in that. So that was good for me in that way. It was good for my kids. Uh, even though I, you know, DWI, Texas, Texas did a great job rehabilitating me because I guarantee you I'll never get another one. But fast forward a year, uh, we'd been separated for that time. I filed for divorce, then went to court for my DWI in the same week. And my dad found out about it and said, you know, we're, I'm going to have to let you go. So got fired in the same week. That can send a guy for a loop to file for divorce, get a DWI, or go to court for the DWI and lose your job. And, you know, my dad and I have never had a crossword about it. Um, had a lot of people ask me, how are you and your dad? And I'm like, we're great. We're probably best now we've ever been, honestly. Um. At the time, I told him, I was like, you know, I'm sure this is harder on you than it is on me. I'm going to own what I do. When I make mistakes, I own them. And I said, I don't, I don't have any hard feelings towards you. I don't blame you. So that was good. That we were able to, you know, stay connected and stay tight. And like I said, even today, we're closer than really I ever remember us being. And so, um, but... Going through all that in the same week can really send you for a loop. 
can cause you to have emotions and do things. And so I kind of went a little wild for a little while after that. Um, just not in a good place, you know. But then, I, you know what? I snapped out of it. I came to the conclusion that I'm going down the wrong track. I really spent about three days by myself just thinking about what am I doing I shouldn't be doing? What am I not doing that I should be doing? What's the most important things to me, like my kids, you know, family? And so, you know, I made adjustments in that. Uh, but still, uh, it's still like you've got a new life now. You've done something. You've been part of KCM, Kenneth Copeland Ministries, for 50 years. I mean, growing up, I've always there. I worked summers when I was a kid. You know, I worked there for 32 years as an adult. I'd been married most of my life, more than I'd not been married. I got married at 20. So, um, you know, big life changes. But after going through my little crazy stint there for a while, it was, you know, back to what's important, focusing, getting positive. And so over the next three years, up until now, even I'm, I've been in this discovery mode of who I am, who I am, what do I want to be, um, asking myself the question why, like why do I do this, why do I have these fears, why do I have anxiety about this, why do I have these thoughts, and it's been great for me, and I want to tell you, this is what I want to encourage you about. Sometimes when the worst things happen that you think are the worst things wind up being the best things that ever happened to you, and I can honestly say that going through all that I went through, I have no regrets, you know. Dale, would I ever want another DWI? Was that good for me? Well, it was a terrible experience. It was humiliating, you know. Um, I stood up and told the whole staff, all 400 of them, what happened. You know, this is why I'm leaving. I'm not going to lie to you and just say I'm going off to do my own ministry like you mostly hear when people get fired in church or ministry world. But I was honest with them and told them and I apologized to them. Um, came clean with everything because, like I said, I own what I do when I make mistakes. But I can look back at that now and think, because I told my secretary, I said, I'm, I'm not going to be here within a year. I feel like my time's up. Like I said, I wasn't being challenged. Um, and I really felt like it was time for somebody to come step in and you know, bring a new, fresh look at everything. I didn't know what I was going to do. But you know what? It's kind of hard to step away from a really nice paycheck and a job that you're not having to knock yourself out to do. Um, I don't know that I would have left. I don't know that I would have ever pulled the trigger. I would have probably just stayed in a rut doing the same thing I'm doing over and over and over, not really being, I mean, I love the staff out there. Okay, I love the people. I miss the people that worked with me out there. Um, but other than that, I don't miss the job. Um, if I hadn't had been, hadn't had made a mistake that I made that cost me my job, I don't think, I think I probably would still be there and not fulfilling what I really feel like I'm supposed to be doing, which energizes me. Like right now, it's like I'm energized about life. You know, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I've always been an entrepreneur. I'm doing that, real estate real estate investing, um, and now doing this. You know, I feel like part of what I'm supposed to do is help coach people and help encourage people, inspire people. And so 
going through that mistake, going through all that trauma and everything. Now, looking back, best thing that ever happened to me. I'm happy. I'm fulfilled. Um, me and my kids are all great, you know, we all love each other. Um, I get up in the morning excited about what I'm going to go do and coming up with ideas and new businesses. And, you know, this next month, April, um, opening a drug and alcohol rehab center in Panama City Beach, Florida, called Recovery Bay. So the mistakes and the things I went through were not for nothing. It brings now healing to other people because we're going to open a center to help people with that kind of stuff. So I want to encourage you, maybe you've gone through something or maybe you will go through something that is bad. It can actually turn out to be the best thing in your life, but you have to stay positive. I mean, everybody's going to go through the initial woe is me, what's going to happen? I mean, that's just natural, you know. Um, Go ahead, get it out, cry, you know, boo-hoo, whatever you need to do. But then you've got to pick yourself up, reevaluate your whole life, what you're doing, and start moving forward. Your past made you who you are, but it doesn't define who you're going to be. So move forward, be positive, God can take that thing that was so bad. And honestly, I don't know. I've wondered about this because I know it wasn't God that wanted me to get a DWI, but I do really feel like I was supposed to leave. So if that's what it took for me to do it, then I'm okay with it because I love where I'm at now and where I'm going. But if you have that, you've got to just move forward. I'll give you another example. We opened our drug and alcohol rehab center last year, and two weeks later, Hurricane Michael hits Panama City Beach. It's a disaster. We had to evacuate the people we just got there, and the town's a mess. You don't have electricity. You know, everything's destroyed. Our building that we had wasn't destroyed, but it was damaged. Um, so what do we do now? You know, we have a mortgage on the building. How are we going to pay that? It was like a really bad deal. Well, at the time that hurricane happened, there was no place for people coming back to the city to rebuild it. There's nowhere to stay. He had locals in hotels because they couldn't live in their houses. Um, So the contractors are having to drive from two hours out to town every day and back. So we wound up, God send, we wound up leasing our building to a contractor where he was housing his employees because we had 50 beds and so we basically leased it to him he paid our mortgage plus so we were actually making a little money on it for a year lease and it sustained the building keeps us from losing the building for the mortgage but in that process we met a lady linda potier she's an expert in doing drug and alcohol rehab centers. Originally, we were going to do more like a halfway house, transitional sober living. So they come out of drug rehab or jail. They come there, and they have accountability, but then they go out and work during the day or go to school, and they come back breathalyzed. But then they have accountability. So it's a step from drug and alcohol. Instead of just being thrown back into the world, now they come back, and they have classes at night and all that. That was originally what we are going to do. 
met this lady. She's opened 110 of these rehab centers. She's 70, semi-retired. And uh, she's like, y'all are missing it. Y'all need to be doing it this way. And so now we're doing a dual treatment, so drug and alcohol, mental health, and so both those, and changed the building, made it nicer. Um, and it's going to be a way better business, and it's going to help more people. So the hurricane that seemed so bad and turned out to be something good because we're going to open it even better than it was before. The hurricane that was so bad for the city of Panama is going to cause the city of Panama to flourish, which it is now. It's in one of the top ten um, destinations in America for second homes. Because old stuff was destroyed, they come back and build new stuff. So all the new building and everything that's going on energize the city. The city's going to be better 10 years down the road than it would have been if it hadn't had the hurricane. So for all the trauma and everything that people went through and the damage, it was a cat five. So it was a lot of damage. It's going to wind up being better for the city. So there's so many examples in life where something bad, you lost your job. So now what do you do? You got to go create and think of a new thing to do. And now you're in a new career that you actually love. That happens a lot. It happens a ton. And so um, we can't sit back and let the past define us. We just can't. If we're going to dwell in it, it's just going to take us down. It's going to pull us down like a suck hole. Just, But if we take those things and we learn from it and we stay positive, we can look back on those things and think, man, look what, well, look what a change my life made. Look how much better it is today because of that thing. Now, we don't have to wait for something bad to happen. Okay, we don't have to wait for it. We can actually start making those changes now in our life, which would be way better if you're in a job that you hate. And rather than if you hate it, you're probably not doing that great a job at it anyway. So you may wind up getting fired. So what if you started planning on today what you want to do next? Instead of waiting for something bad to happen, live your life, live life, live it to the fullest, you know, enjoy life. You should be enjoying life, not just going through the motions. So I just want to encourage you about that because my story is a story that happens a lot. I mean, bad things happen. Life changes for the better, but it's only because the people approach it in a positive way, learn from it. I have no regrets. I mean, I think my biggest regret looking back over the years um, was I used to be very entrepreneurial. I started a welding business right out of high school. I was a welder, started a cattle business, um, still have that. Um, but then I got comfortable with a paycheck and I quit trying to build my wealth. I quit trying to, I quit being entrepreneurial. I quit growing and learning you know, just putting stuff in um, because I got comfortable. And that's my biggest regret looking back is that I got comfortable. If I had kept building my wealth from when I was younger to now, I'd be worth way more money. And I would have actually been in a position to leave when I felt like I should leave because I have something else working over here. That's the paycheck from there was not my only income. If I'd done that, I would have other income coming in, which gives me the freedom now to follow my heart 
and do what I feel like I need to do. But I got comfortable. That's my biggest regret in the whole thing. Not the DWI, because it brought me to where I am today. It took that to get me out and doing really what I feel like I'm supposed to be doing and doing things that fulfill me. So comfort zone is your worst enemy. If you're really comfortable, you need to really take a good look at whether or not you're moving anywhere or if you're stagnant. Odds are, if you're just comfortable, you're going through the motions and you're not being fulfilled and you're not being challenged. So that's my word today. I hope you don't judge me for it. I just felt like I really wanted to be honest about, you know, what I had been through. So maybe it will help you if you've been through something or if you wind up going through something. But hopefully you'll hear that it doesn't take you having to go through a tragedy to change your life. You can change it right now. Just start planning, setting your goals. There's another podcast I have about setting goals. Terry Savelle Foy's book on setting goals and changing your life. I, one that I liked the best was the uh, five things that uh, successful people do before 8 a.m. And so that book is really good for setting goals, changing your life, getting out of a rut. She talks about her her story in that. And so... Don't wait for tragedy, okay? Change now. Start moving towards change for a positive in your life. I hope you enjoyed it, and I would like for you to subscribe and have a blessed day.